everyone. I'm Susie Sevier. And I'm Michael Barnhart. Welcome to the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor podcast, where we interview industry experts and chat with them about their passions and how they're leveraging real estate investing to create an impact in their world. What impact do you want to make? Did you know there are almost 8 billion people on this planet? What if each of us started with ourselves, with our family, in our community? All we have to do is start with a manageable 1% action every day. The effect of those billions of 1% gestures would be astronomical. This is your place to reflect and believe. Join us every week to start cultivating those ideas on the impact that you want to make in your world. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Adventures of a Real Estate Investor. I'm Susie. And I'm Michael. We're excited you joined us for this adventure. So today, I'm so, so, so excited because I have a GoBundant sister on with me. Dear, dear friend, awesome human, like love, love, all the love. And so thank you so much, Amy Gerlitt, for joining us today. Like we are so, so, so excited that you're here. Yes, I'm honored that you guys asked me. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, I had to ask you one. Well, one, I love you. (laughs) Like you've done a lot for yourself, like in your family. And like, it's it's just cool. And so I want people to hear your story because your story is awesome. It needs to be heard. Yeah. Thank you. So stay tuned. I'm excited to learn more about you. I've heard a lot about you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. You guys know each other, but never mind. That's my favorite. (laughs) Susie knows a lot about you, but I... And I know some from Susie, but our Adventures family would love to learn more about you and like a little bit about your background, like why you started investing in real estate, Amy. Yeah, cool. Well, I grew up in a very small town in Kansas and my parents had real estate growing up. They were self-employed and then they did real estate on the side. So growing up, I always knew that like I just saw the benefits of it. I was kind of having that passive income. So that was always something that I was passionate about. And then luckily, when I met my husband in college, he had that same kind of mindset. No. So that was, that was really helpful to both of us be on board. Very cool. My parents, they self-managed. So I didn't know there was another way starting out. I mean, somebody called at 2 a.m. They would go and fix it and do all of that. So it was a lot of work that I saw them do, yeah. obviously. But growing up, we kind of had the, the unique opportunity of like going in, well, opportunity, the, the pleasure of mowing and painting and like helping them with all of the, the properties. So I don't know, I just got really like a lot of joy out of that, just like seeing things come to fruition. So anyway, fast forward a couple of years in college, I purchased, I lived in the dorms my freshman year, and then I purchased a mobile home in a mobile home park. I bought it for my older brother for about $7,000. So that was, he was totally looking out for me, gave me a deal. So I kind of like started house hacking that in college. The lot rate was like two, $300 a month. So renting out a room for about two, $300 a month. I was like, man, this is really cool. You can't complain there. And then, yeah. And then I sold that in 2016 when my husband and I moved to Denver. So we currently live in Denver, both have W-2s out here. So Getting back to real estate, we were kind of talking about, I mean, six years ago, we moved out here. The market was crazy. It still is crazy. So we knew that probably investing here in Denver wasn't the best use of our money. So we bought our first rental property in Pittsburgh, Kansas, which, yes, is a place. I'm sure not many people. (laughs) It's Pittsburgh, Kansas, has a four-year university. It's about 20,000 people population-wise. So my husband grew up about 30 minutes from there. So he was very familiar with what the area, like what were good areas, what, you know, to stay away from. 
So we bought our first property in 2018. And one of my favorite stories that I'm going to share with you guys, I don't know, Susie, if you've heard this or not. But so we got married in 2017. A year later, in, in August of 2018, we bought our first house. And then it was Labor Day weekend. We packed up any all of the cleaning supplies and tools and whatever our little apartment here in Denver had and packed up our car, my tiny little car, drove to Pittsburgh, Kansas to go work on this house because we didn't have a property manager at that time. We were trying to do it. We were trying to manage ourselves, but it also lives 10 hours away. So we drove all the way there. And the funny part is that it was our one-year anniversary. So our first anniversary of husband and wife, we slept on an air mattress in this dining room of this rundown rental house. And I was like, huh, this is a little different than our honeymoon last year. (laughs) And that's kind of how we started. Like we were both all the way and we knew this is what we wanted very early on in our marriage, very early on in our, I think we were 25 at that point. Oh, we were were 10 hours from home. I mean, it's a 10 hour drive. So that's how we spent our holiday weekend. So that was our first property, which was great. We quickly learned, hey, this managing from afar is not how we want to do it. But like I said, that's that's how my parents did it. That's the only thing I knew. So we found a property management company there in Pittsburgh, and they've been so great ever since. And then in 2019, we set a goal to buy three houses in, in 2019, and we bought two in the first quarter. So we were like, both came ahead. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Later that year, we actually purchased our biggest portfolio yet. And it was four duplexes, which is eight doors. So we went from three to 11 very quickly. So that's kind of how I got started. Just been going ever since. That's awesome. So are these all, I have two questions for you. Well, way back up. <laughs> the burning question I think everybody wants to know, Amy, is... Did you have like your one year anniversary cake? Did you bring that with you? <laughs> Good question. No, I don't think we ever thought of that. I was like, what drill screwdrivers? What do we have here to take? And the cake was not on the That's the cake in the freezer. Yeah. Cake. Yeah. That's true. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the question I had for you was just uh, are all 11 of these doors in Pittsburgh, Kansas, or are they in Kansas or where? Yep, they're all in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So, like I said, almost own all the real estate in Kansas, Pittsburgh, Kansas now, and then, right? Almost, yeah. <laughs> <Lincoln's> <laughs> in, Lincoln's in. A handful of doors left. And you're Ew, yes. So, I have a question besides all the jokes. Because <laughs> I think it's huge to even think about, because you didn't go to like a tiny college or anything, right? So, like in a traditional university, you live in the dorms, but then afterwards you kind of go and like live with your friends close to downtown and all of that. So like what made the switch for you to be like, no, like I do want to buy something that I can actually buy and house hack to like get myself a little further. Cause like that's a huge distinction between two different people, right? Like when I no, I didn't do that. I like literally lived downtown <laughs> and should have probably instead house hacked because wonders would have been done. But so like, what was that mindset shift for you? Yeah, that's actually a really great question because I was that person. I want to live with my friends in a eight girls in a three bedroom house, have all the fun right next to the college, like, you know, and my dad actually sat me down and ran through the numbers with me. And he was like, you would be crazy not to do this. So then I was like, okay, when I look at it that way, I can still go stay with my friends and then go home to my clean house. Like, you know, so, but that was a really big struggle for me too, because I didn't want to miss out. But now, fast forward five years, that's 
the best decision I could have made. Yeah. Right? Because you still had all the fun. Yeah. No, all the fun. Definitely had fun. What you could have done, too, is just, you know, rented out all the rooms in the trailer and then paid, you know, not only paid your lot fee, but also then paid for your apartment downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Then you could have had to take it and ate it, too. The best of both worlds. Yeah. So then transitioning, right? to like getting these houses with Colton. I know you said he was on board. Like, was he, did his, did he come from a family that was investing in real estate or how did that come together? Like, was it first date just very logical? Like, hey, I invest in real estate and this is what we're going to do. Those are hard um, things to have. Things you talk about on the first date. But you should talk about them, really. You'd get so much further so much faster. <laughs> so, no, his family didn't really have a ton of real estate. I think his dad may have owned one house when his sisters were at college in Pittsburgh, but that was a very short term. But no, I just, I remember having the conversation with him about like, well, what do we even want in life? And where, how do you want things to go? And we just, I don't know, very, I told him about my parents and he's like, yeah, I definitely want to do something passively and create this lifestyle from way back when. So I feel very lucky and very blessed that Colton is in my life. And the way we work with real estate is so funny because I'm a very control person, very OCD. I need to know everything. And then I did that for the first house and it did not work. Like it was very much like who's doing what, you know, who's on first type thing. And then once we finally realized what our strengths are, it was so much easier. So Colton is the head, I am the heart in every aspect of our life. So he's the the numbers guy, he's the math guy. You know, I'm really good at organizing, the bookkeeping, like kind of all of the back end stuff. So I do think it's interesting to say we we own 17 doors there in Pittsburgh and Colton has purchased every single one of them without me seeing them. Which I love, right? I love that too. It would, you just gain that trust. Colton's run the numbers, you know, it's, he would never put, us or me or him or in a situation that we couldn't come back from. So I just think that's super funny that he's in Pittsburgh looking at houses. He's like, hey, I think I want to do this. Can you go wire some money? I'm like, yep, send me the information. I got it. Like, nice. we've come a long way from when we start. So I have a question about self-managing. So I have a friend who owns uh, several single family homes and it's taking up, he, now he has two kids who are younger and like, it's obviously taking up a lot of time. It's taking time away from his kids, taking time away from his wife as well. He's, his, his wife is, you know, it's like no more rental properties. This is too difficult. Like you're, you're, you know, it's too much work. You're getting phone calls whenever you're out, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. So like, what advice do you have for him or people like him who are self-managing and like, yeah, what advice do you have for them? Like, why did you move away from it? Things like that. And I do want to add, sorry, before she answers too, Amy does have a little girl. And so I think that plays a lot into this, right? Because like self-managing with a child or having a property manager who's managing your properties and you still have a child, right? They don't go away. It makes, it's a huge thing, like just on your intimate relationships. Yeah, no, absolutely. The one thing for us was we don't live where our properties are. We started, we put a floor rent sign in the front yard and had Colton Salt on it. People were calling him left and right. We were driving back to Kansas and he's like trying to manage all these. And we're like, oh my gosh, we've got way more traction than we ever really thought. So then he would have to communicate with his mom or someone who lives close by to go coordinate with this tenant to go see. And the logistics was just a nightmare. 
we just really learned to let go, which is really hard to do. And I totally understand. That. But we interviewed this property management company, vetted them out. How many properties did, properties did they have themselves in addition to them managing through this whole journey? And now with a two-year-old, our mindset has really changed to what is our time worth? And what do we want to be doing with our time? You just have to let go of the trust. And then you have to get around the mindset of giving up the fee because, of course, they'll take their percentage. But all in all, I wouldn't have it any other way. Even if we did move back to Pittsburgh, Kansas, for some reason, I would probably still have a property manager just because, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you you both have your W-2s to worry about and you have your, you know, your kid to help raise, right? Like you want to spend as much time with them now when they're in the house and young and things like that. And I have to worry about what the residents are doing at your properties. Like if there's a leaky faucet or something like that, like there are people there that you can hire to do that for you. Right. And it's just like, I guess just relinquishing that, that control and just trusting others, like you said, to do that, take care of things for you. So Yeah, and I think a big thing, too, is that, like, you only have 18 summers, you know, and, like, that's a huge part of it. Like, how do you want to spend your summers, like, with your child when they don't have school? You know, like, that's huge in itself. Like, yes, I know you grew up or grew up with your parents bringing you and, like, you did like that, but, like, different generations, right, are learning different tools, opportunities. Like, we're all growing differently. We've all grown differently. Like, we can't even compare what it was like to do that, you know, 20 years ago because it's not the same at all. And so it does make a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring up, like, the summers because I always had that mindset when you have a kid, you have 18 summers. But the first two, I mean, they're not very fun. It's harder to travel. (laughs) (laughs) And then when they turn, like, 14, 15, they want nothing to do with you. So you really have 10. So that was a big, you know, tell that to your friend. Maybe if you say, wait, you only have 10 summers. Like, what are you going to do? Really make the most of your time. Yeah. And I don't want him to, you know, I don't want him or anybody else to be like, oh, man, this is so much work and I don't want to do it. Like, I just want to sell my properties to to get rid of it. It It's like, that's not the way either, right? Because you're building wealth, right? Like they're paying down, Mm -hmm. you're building wealth that way and you're getting cash flow from it. It's like in the the property, if it's in a a decent area, it's like going to be increasing in value over this time as well. So you're building wealth multiple different ways. It's just like, don't throw all that, all that away just because you don't want to hire somebody to manage your properties for you. So, yeah. Right. So a question I have, it's kind of going back to like you really starting like the biggest part of the journey, like when you're 25 and then going back to even the college experience where it's like, okay, well, we want to have fun. How did you decide like the time is now? Because like when we're 25, right, and we're just getting like even to a place in our lives where it's like, cool, we're out of college. We make you know, for some people, quite a bit of money now. We're like, we can do, go and do a lot of things and we're young. And why would we not want to go and do that? So like, how, what was that shift? Because I think that's huge too. Like, oh, we can invest in five years. And it's like, no, like why is investing sooner rather than later? Like, what is that payoff? Yeah, absolutely. So we've kind of been on the, this fire journey, financial dependence, retire early and starting obviously the sooner, the better. And, you know, Colton and I, our times and our paths crossed at the perfect time because, you know, we moved out here to Denver. We both have W-2s and that was, and then we got married. So we're like, whoa, now we have two incomes and we're only have one house like versus in college, you know? So we just saw the the math. We had 
we were saving more than we were spending. So then we had this like lump of cash and you're like, well, what do we do with it? So that's when we're starting to, you know, we looked at, we even looked at primary residents out here in Denver, but of course everything was very expensive. And yes, I wish I would have invested out here six years ago as compared to where now, but knowing that our money can go so much further somewhere else. And if we start that now, we have a number or an age in our minds on okay, I love my W-2. He has a great W-2, but we don't want to do this forever. So what age is that? And how do we, you kind of play it backwards. So that's, we started that a long time ago. No, it's awesome. For sure. And it's one of my favorite sayings is, you know, buy where it makes sense and rent where you want to live, right? So Yeah, I love it. How do you like come to a place where, because I, like I'm seeing this and I know I'm not, that much older than you, but I am a little bit older than you, where, you know, talking about leaving a W-2 earlier, retiring earlier, like having these grandiose plans, like how does that work for you within like your support circle? Or how did you go and find a different support circle that like helped you like have the confidence to be able to want to do these things? Because when you're the only one, especially at like the younger age, like you are one of the only people in your space doing it. So like, how did you get past that? Yeah, I did have to actively seek out a new or like-minded people or people have the same goal. I've really got a really great network out here in, in Denver, but they're not all kind of in that same mind space. So we were, you know, Colton and I are always listening to bigger pockets or like, you know, things to, to kind of help us on our journey and GoBundance was out there. So, and at that time I thought it was only for men. So I'm literally doing all the research. I was like, hey, Colton, I'm going to apply you. Like, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to apply for you to do this. And then I found out there was a women's group. And I was like, wait a second. I'm going to like catch you out for, you know, the, the ledge here, but can I do it? So we we talked and yes, that's that's what we did. And GoBundance has been so amazing for our real estate and our rental knowledge and just meeting people like you that have done it and have tips and tricks and stuff. But also I have grown so much just personally in the last year on things that I did not even know could have been developed or things like that. So that's one thing I would highly recommend to people is finding a network. You know, there are people out there, no matter what you're interested in, or if you want to retire in five years, 10 years, like there is someone out there that wants to do that too. You with each other. No, totally. And like, what's cool about this is that like you started with real estate, right? But it's never just real estate. Like with more education and more knowledge, like you found more about yourself. You found more about how it is to like be a better partner or be a better friend or like different ways of investing or how to make your health better because so many other people are talking about health, you know? Like, it's cool how, like, going outside of a comfort zone can bring you so many more opportunities. Like, and it really happens no matter what the age is, right? Like, if you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, or if you're like my parents who are 75, you know, like, you can invest at any stage of your life and you learn more and more about yourself because once you create, like, that little extra bit of confidence inside you, like, you want to go and do more things because it, like, gives you that little dopamine hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Michael. And it's cool. I love it. Absolutely. Well, Amy, it, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. We've had a, it's really cool to learn more about you and your journey and taking over, you know, Pittsburgh, Kansas. I'd love to look that up on a map after this conversation. And anyways, it may, yeah, maybe drive through there someday. But anyways, we are getting towards the end of the show, which brings us to our adventurous four. Those are four exploratory questions we ask all of our guests. Amy, if you are ready for these questions, we will begin. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> so the first question we have for you, what flavor was your cake? Thing yeah, really? Hafnis. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not what the email said. Oh, seriously? You want to know the flavor? Now I do, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it was some kind of espresso coffee cake something. Oh, I like it. That like, is interesting. Off the yeah. path, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it goes along with the theme of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> really, the first question we have for you is, where is one place you wish to travel to and why? Australia. So I've never been, obviously. Um, would love to explore the Great Barrier Reefs. And then a bonus is that the main language is English. That's always... feel good about that when I'm traveling internationally. Australia would be beautiful. The second question is, what is one thing on your bucket list and how are you leveraging real estate investing to achieve it? Yeah. Financial freedom is probably number one on our bucket list. So obviously investing in real estate early, helping it, you know, making our money work for us. Um, you know, I'm, I want to buy back all my time, which is crazy because I'm not that old, but I want to you know, I have this two-year-old running around and I don't want to miss anything. So I want to be at all of the events. I want to go on those super cool vacations. You know, I just want to really make memories. So they will enjoy that. Yes. And will I. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The third question we have for you is what is one piece of advice you have for someone who wants to start investing in real estate? I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you don't have to buy or you don't have to invest in where you live. Kind of talked about that. That was a big thing for me too. My parents, like I said, they lived in my hometown. They had real estate in that home, you know, that town. So wherever the the numbers make sense is, you know, you can you can do that. Another thing would be kind of what we also touched on is is find a group or a network that has the same goals as you. Real estate investing, it's not a secret. And and nine times out of ten, people are gonna want to talk to you about it. Right. And that like even on the flip side, like that's also for passive it as well, right? Like just find other people who are doing that. And if they're not, I promise you there are people on the internet doing it, you know? And yeah. the big thing is that like the operators also know the areas that they're investing in. Like they also don't have to be super local. Like it's great if they are because they chose a market where the numbers work, but like you, like not everyone has to be right next to everything at all time. Just even going back to the control, mm -hmm. like that's not mm -hmm. a thing too. Yeah. But then our fourth and final question is, if you had unlimited resources available to you, how would you leave an impact? I would give back. And that's a very vague answer to your question, but I would find a local charity or a church or something that I was very just passionate about. And I would, you know, I'd have all this time. So I would give my time, give my, my resources. And then like for a longer lasting impact, I would really love to like educate the like the younger generation about you know things like for example yes you could live downtown in your college yeah, town yeah. and have so much fun or you know you could do what my parents did and put pen to paper and just set yourself up for success in the future my parents obviously did 
did great wonders with us. So I'm, I'm very passionate about that too. And that's something I want to do long-term. I love that. What is that cool quote that is like, live or do what nobody's doing now so you can live like nobody is living later? Do yeah, you? I think so. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, it goes along with that, right? Like doing all the things that nobody's doing now, you will definitely be doing all the things that nobody's doing later, which is cool. Cooler. Yeah. It's cooler. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something um, about like, Short, anyways, short-term gratification versus long-term satisfaction or something like that. Yeah, we're going to look that quote up now. <laughs> Let me know. Right? But before we end the show, Amy, if anyone has any questions or if they want to reach out to you just to one, even if they want to learn like more about the area that you're investing in or what it's like to invest with your husband and like what it's like to start at a younger age, what is the best way that they can get a hold of you or get in touch with you? Yeah. Absolutely. Probably email. So our email is NCT property management at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Like Southeast Canvas. I like it. (laughs) And although we're not property managing. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, so much for joining us today. I am so happy. I got to see you on another day other than a Thursday. So this has been great. (laughs) This has been great. I am. Thank you guys so much. I was super nervous, but this was so fun. Absolutely. It's definitely been a fun podcast and definitely a lot of jokes in this one too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. was not expecting that, Michael. Nice to meet you. (laughs) If you use attention. (laughs) That's great. Great interview. So thank you so much for uh, for coming on. We appreciate that. So yeah, absolutely. Until next time. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So until next time, explore more adventure awaits. Thank you so much for listening. Before you start your next adventure of the day, please take a moment to reflect on the impact that you want to make. All of our efforts combined are what make the monumental impacts. We can't do it without you. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us an honest review with one of the great insights you received from the show today. And if you believe a friend, family member, or colleague would find great value in listening, please share our podcast with them. As always, your support means the world to us. Until next time, explore more. Adventure awaits. Woo!